The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. My conversation with Kim Frank on this episode, it was incredibly illuminating. We talk a lot about digital on this podcast and overall in the research and analytics data space. However, this was a refreshing perspective in terms of looking at out-of-home media. It is still a small percentage of total ad spend, represents about $8 billion here in the U.S., but there's something to it, and that is the concept of targeting consumers while they're active and engaged in terms of moving to a location, meeting friends out, having dinner, riding the subway. And with the advent of technology, there are so many cool things that this segment is doing in terms of being able to buy advertising programmatically and its use of data. Take a listen. Today's guest is Kim Frank, who is president of Geopath. Welcome, Kim. Thanks, Seema. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. You are doing such interesting stuff for the out-of-home media segment. Can you tell us a little bit about what Geopath does? Sure. So Geopath is a really unique organization. It was founded in 1933 as a joint venture between the Agency Trade Association, the Advertiser Trade Association, and the Out-of-Home Advertising Association. We were founded as the Traffic Audit Bureau for Media Measurement, and we rebranded in 2016 as Geopath. So our core organizational mission is twofold. The first thing we do is that we independently audit all out-of-home advertising inventory across the United States. So we make sure that, for instance, a billboard is where it's supposed to be. We identify the angle to oncoming traffic, the size whether it's a digital or a classic format or a printed format. And we do that across all varieties of out-of-home advertising. So that includes things like billboards that people are really familiar with, but also benches that might have an ad on them or a city kiosk, ads in a subway, ads in a bar, a restaurant, an airport, a mall. That is a lot of inventory to audit and make sure it's where it needs to be. Yeah, so we're currently auditing about 2 million pieces of inventory across the country. Wow. And then the second thing we do is that we measure how many people are exposed to those pieces of inventory. We just recently overhauled our measurement system, and that was to go in conjunction with our new name. It focuses more on the geographic pathways that people are taking throughout the country as they are intersecting with all of these out-of-home advertisements. Is that in the online world that's similar to impressions? Is that correct in terms of how many people might actually see display advertisement through a specific media opportunity that's out of the home? Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we measure impressions. Our impressions are slightly different than online impressions. I think it's made a lot of news recently you know, people trying to make sure that online ads are viewable and then, you know, the 
online community was kind of forced to put some parameters around what counts as an ad being viewed. I think right now it's, you know, 50% of an ad is on a screen for one second. It's counted as a, a viewable impression. In out of home, we measure likelihood to see impressions. So we are doing eye tracking studies to determine the probability of somebody making eye contact with a piece of out of home advertising. It sounds really futuristic. It's kind of cool. You know, we actually put eye tracking goggles on people and we identify what is likely to drive them to make eye contact with an ad. And it could be size, it could be the angle to oncoming traffic. There's a lot of different factors that drive somebody to make eye contact. But we know that not everybody who walks by, you know, a bench on the side of the road with an ad on it looks at that ad. So we feel we're really being very, very responsible about the way that we're measuring the channel. And it's really going to help us as Out of Home starts to enter a more audience-based buying programmatic ecosystem, which is where we are starting to migrate to today. Yeah, I, when we talked about that earlier, I was intrigued to hear that, you know, there is a programmatic push to buying advertisement out of home, given all the disparate pieces of inventory that exists. I think you said 2 million pieces, right? Or places where people can place ads. Oh, and there's certainly more than that. That's just uh, what Geopath is auditing today. But yeah, we are starting to migrate down the path of more automation and buying similar to what's happening in the online space. And in fact, it's we're already starting to see some online dollars and some television dollars starting to come the way of the out-of-home advertising industry because we are just always working to make it easier to buy our channel. Very cool. Well, and let's put this in context because out-of-home does, you know, it is roughly about $8 billion in spend. Is that correct? Do I have the right number there? That's correct. We just hit $8 billion last year. And is it growing or is it, give us some context as to where that spend is going to date. It is growing. We've been growing quarter for quite a number of years now. We're the only traditional channel that is on the upswing. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, where television and radio have suffered from fragmentation and, you know, digital has caused a lot of disruption in those channels. We've really been able to embrace digital as an enhancement to our channel. And, you know, it's not a channel that's fragmenting. Mm -hmm. People are also moving around, you know, urban environments in different ways than they ever would before. You know, there's more people living in cities, big cities, taking mass transit, just really having opportunities to be exposed to our channel in ways that they never were before. And we only expect that that's going to continue to grow. Interesting. Do you think a lot of, I don't know, I shouldn't say share shifting, but the increase in dollars in the out-of-home channel is related to how a consumer might view an ad, like they're more engaged, if you will. I think, you know, they're actively moving towards something and hence maybe they can process the information in a different way. I don't know if you guys have done research on that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when people are sitting in their home consuming television, it's really an experience, a lean back experience where they're relaxing they're you know, watching television, they're not out and about on the go making purchase decisions in the same way that they are when they're being exposed to out-of-home advertising. So you know, we've improved the way that we are able to target different types of consumers, and that's really great. Our strength in approaching audiences has grown, but certainly our strength in being 
on location in context to the decisions that a consumer are making, you know, that's always been a real strength of our channel. That makes sense. And you've kind of overhauled the data side of things since you've, you know, taken leadership. Tell us a little bit more about kind of some of the additions you've done as it relates to using data to provide a better clarity around measurement. Certainly. So the legacy measurement system that was used at the Traffic Audit Bureau was based on information harnessed from sources like the Department of Transportation, which, you know, did periodic counts of traffic on the roadways, information from the census, you know, a variety of data sources. Now that we are in this new big data ecosystem, we can really harness the power of location data in new and interesting ways. So we're overhauling the measurement system here at Geopath. We have built it, the core of it is built in aggregated and anonymized location data that's harnessed from mobile devices moving throughout the entire United States. We also use information from connected car dashboards, specifically speed information. If you think about, you know, you're driving down a highway at 60 miles an hour and you pass a digital billboard, you're only able to see a certain number of ads on that billboard because, you know, they rotate every eight seconds. But if you're stuck in traffic or you're moving 20 miles an hour, you would be able to see more of those rotations. So those factors really go into play within our measurement system. And then we're harnessing new audience demographic, psychographic, behavior graphic information. So what are people purchasing? How often are they going to fast food restaurants? All kinds of information like that so that we're better able to target the kinds of consumers that people are really looking for with their advertisements and make them super relevant for the consumers as they're passing by. That's incredibly powerful. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the mobile data that's anonymized. Exactly what, it, how do you get that data? So we are working with data aggregators who are harnessing those data from like opt-in apps. You may have an app on your phone that you've opted to allow you to capture location data. Share location, right? Right. So those aggregators, they, you know, harness that from a variety of apps, you know, thousands of different apps that are sitting on the phone. All of that gets anonymized, you know, before it reaches Geopath. So what we're really getting is what is the traffic of people like on every roadway across the United States. And then we drop our audited inventory database on top of that. So we're able to identify who are the people that are intersecting with the billboards. So we might see something like, you know, 35% of the people who pass this billboard, you know, eat Chick-fil-A for lunch three times a week or something along those lines. Got it. And so you have that behavioral data and you also have the demographic data related to that too. So you can, you know, determine if it's a millennial that's passing that billboard three times a week uh, during a specific time period. Correct. Correct. You know, I am fascinated. This is an incredible application of big data and leveraging different data sources to really drive value in an industry. I commend you and your team on doing it. Thank you. I have some really, really smart people who work here and they're really passionate about what we do. You know, one of the cool things about Geopath is that we are a nonprofit organization. We're owned by the out-of-home advertising industry. So everybody kind of has come together. They've loaned us their smartest people to help us build this because we're not making any profit off of this solution. It's being made on behalf of advertisers to try and make sure that, you know, we are doing as best we can on their behalf as an industry. Right. It's been really a fascinating place to work. The team is so super passionate about it. I mean, how often in your career do you get to 
rebrand an 80 something year old company and then overhaul the measurement system for that company. It's been absolutely wonderful. And then to really enter the realm of big data. And I think we've surpassed that. So we sometimes reference it as gigantic data. It's so enormous. It's been super rewarding and it's just coming out right now. So I'm really excited to see where we are in a year from now as the industry is adopting all of these new enhanced, more granular metrics. So what do you think will happen as a result of you rolling out these new metrics and data systems for the industry? How will behavior change? Well, I think, you know, having the ability to communicate in the same kind of way that online properties can communicate to advertisers is really, really important to us. People have gotten really used to being able to target consumers based on behaviors and consumers based on purchasing preferences and brand preferences because online has been able to allow us to do that. So I really think we're going to have a lot more opportunities to approach advertisers with good stories about the people that they're trying to communicate with in ways that we've never really been able to do that before. So I'm hoping that really shifts the way advertisers think about out of home that it positions our channel as innovative and technologically savvy as we really have been. I think for a long time, you know, we are the oldest medium. And I think people, you know, it's just that we're starting to gain a lot of buzz right now about how innovative the channel really, really is. So I expect that we're going to see growth in the channel. We're going to see budgets starting to migrate from other channels. And hopefully, you know, that will cross both the local and national advertising landscape and benefit all of our members. That sounds good. And you were sharing some really cool examples of out of home media that I didn't even think about, like people painting portraits in New York City on on large walls and kind of building a story or, you know, even buses kind of being transformed to provide some sort of out of home media landscape. I think most people don't think of all those pieces as out of home media. Yeah, it's constantly evolving the channel and we're really experimental. So we're trying new things. And when things work, you know, we work on scaling them up. So there's been a lot of really cool work. You know, all of the billboards used to be hand painted. And we still have some members that are doing that today. But they've taken it a step further. So we have members, Colossal, out here in Brooklyn, who can transform the side of a building over time. So they can, you know, the ad kind of metamorphosizes over a week or two weeks as it's being painted. And that's really, really appealing for advertisers because it tells a a great story. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the more tech side, we're able to do things with computer vision where we're able to identify makes and models of cars that are passing and communicate directly to, you know, hey, you driving the Chevy Malibu and then send a message directly to that driver based on the identification of the model that they're driving. We can trigger real-time creative changes based on all kinds of data triggers, whether it's search queries or weather or flow of traffic, you know, and all of this, we're just on the cusp of really embracing all of this, scaling it, and then learning more and taking everything a step further. It's really key right now to reach the younger folks, Gen Z and some of the younger millennials. They want to experience things. They want to feel things. They want real life experiences. So a lot of our members are really doing more and more experiential where people can, you know, be in this immersive environment where a brand is able to communicate its message, but also make it an event. So we're just seeing more and more. And I don't expect that that's going to stop anytime soon. It's exciting times. It definitely feels like you guys are on the cusp of a lot of innovation and we're going to continue to keep track of it. Thanks, Kim, for joining me today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Seema. It was so much fun. And I guess we can maybe update you in a year from now to see how the data worked out for this channel.
I would love it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. I have to say, I think that the at home media segment will continue to grow. I think as millennials continue to enjoy experiencing brands kind of tangibly, we're going to see more out-of-home media, place-based media opportunities, experiential coming into the fold. Thanks for joining this week's podcast. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.